here, same us. Welcome back to the best gosh darn movie comparison podcast you could ever hit here. Oh yeah, that was a good movie. Conversational show where, in general, two independent filmmakers take two movies that we love and have them battle it out. However, today, special end of the year slash beginning of the year episode, Oswaldo, we're going to run through the remainder of our 2023 movie lists, along with a very special top five. Top five about that. new movies to us, right? Not just top five of 2023. Top five movies that we saw for the first time in 2023. Otherwise, we're just going to talk about Big Trouble in Little China and... <laughs> Whatever your favorite movie is, <laughs> we we haven't done the uh, we haven't done the Desperado uh, Machete yeah. episode yet. So that's coming um, up next. I'm excited yeah, about so, that one. So top, uh, yeah, top five new movies to us that we saw this year. I was like, before we get into that, happy holiday, good holiday, everything like that. Yeah, um, everything was great. Yeah, I didn't yeah. get to go to Japan cool, like man. you did, but I still had fun. Yeah, yeah, we got to go to Japan. <laughs> it was so much fun. Ten out of ten. I bet. Would highly recommend if anybody gets a chance. We did Tokyo, we did Kyoto, and uh, yeah, it was remarkable. Everything's so nice. Everybody's so nice. Everything's so clean, and everything's very safe. The wow. exact opposite of Los Angeles. Yeah, so, it's a whole yeah. different. Like walking around, walking around, just like you. Ne- you never felt like you were in danger. You never felt like. I mean, I think I saw one homeless person the entire two weeks we were there. You know what I mean? It's like it's really. The, I don't know what they're doing over there, but they're. They're doing it right. There's probably some like horrible like underground like <laughs> pit they throw all the homeless people in. But you know I what? Hear- it works for the tourists. Gavin Newsom did it out here when the Chinese ambassador came. He just got rid of all the homeless people. I'm sure Japan just does that every day. Yeah, there's there's they have uh, from what I hear like a lot of their internet cafes. Like people sleep and shower in those, and that's where they they live when oh. they need to. That's what I hear. I don't know. I've never been. Don't know if it's true. I don't know. I didn't go to any dark side to that. You didn't go any any internet cafes. <laughs> no. Well, you know what's crazy is right when you land, that you're supposed to get. You have to get like a mobile Wi-Fi that you just carry with you all the time. So like in the airport, they just rent Wi-Fi's that you carry with you. Huh. You're supposed to so, like yeah. that's a rule. So I don't know. I don't know that you're. I don't know that it's mandatory, but I think if you want to keep your cell phone bill reasonable and uh, <laughs> not get hit with a ton of. <laughs> Roaming charges, that's what you do. Ah, uh, that makes so, sense. Yeah, if you ever go to Japan, you get a Wi-Fi and you get a uh, Suica card, which is like their subway card, and you put money on it, and you just go through, you know, oh, how it tells you exactly how much you have left on it. And, and dude, shit, they're super cheap right now. It's really easy. I thought Japan was going to break me, but it's like, yeah, like the dollar goes real far right now there. The trains were awesome. Like the first day was the most confusing thing in the world, but I downloaded this app. Uh, I think it's called Japan Transit. And once you figure that out, the trains are, it's nothing. It's like, it's easy, easier than any subway I've ever been on. Nice. But if I didn't have that app, it would be a nightmare. <laughs> I bet. Well, heck yeah, man. Well, it's good to be back. Good to see you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone listening at home. And um, I was wondering, what was your total this year for movies? I think you should tell How me many movies your did you total watch this year? so I could top you <laughs> by one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I had I had a twelve hour flight and a ten hour flight, so I, I packed a lot in that last month. Um, totaled out this year at a hundred and forty movies watched this year. Beautiful. How about I you? had what'd you, what'd you get one hundred and forty one. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. <laughs> I, don't, I swear. Because I, I, I went through and I thought I had a hundred and uh, what did I say a hundred and like like thirty seven or thirty four, 
And then I went through and I was looking through mm-hmm. all my Blu-rays. I was like, oh, I saw this one, but I didn't, I didn't add this one. I didn't add this one. So mm, okay. one, one and then I actually, my, my I list. thought it was, I thought it was 142, but I added one movie twice, which I, I discovered. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was your idea lists, by the way. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. Um, it was fun. You know, my list is impeccable. It was one of yeah. your what's goods. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Back in the day when we used to do what's good. When we used to do what's good, yeah. Uh, we were two independent filmmakers discussing what we thought were underappreciated movies back in those <laughs> days. <laughs> but when we've done the list in our list in the past, we've uh, kind of said the date, the, the movie, where we watched it, and we talked about it for a minute. But seeing as how we both have a bunch and <laughs> we just want to get to our top fives, why don't we just blast through the remainder of our lists? We'll just name the movies and we won't really talk about them. We'll talk about the top five. Because I honestly like... I had a bunch of stinkers on here, kind of the second yeah, half, that's man. How, that's I was, how I felt too. There wasn't. I was really disappointed with too, a lot. Yeah, I tried to branch out, but it was just a lot of it was just like shooting me in the foot, like wasting time. Yeah, I did a lot of rewatches of old movies too. Just stuff that I've been yeah. missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, I would like if I was doing stuff, I'd like put stuff on in the background, and you know. But a lot of the new stuff I watched, even if it wasn't necessarily new, new was just I was just kind of like eh, whatever, you know. Yeah. Nothing really. Nothing really blew me away. All right, let's get into this. What do you say? All right, let's do this. Yeah. Uh, you want to go first or you want me to go first? I'll go first. Why not? All right. All right. You ready? Lay it on me, big man. What do you, what do you got? Yeah. Starting. Right, so, so what was the, it was like beginning of August until the end of the year, right? Yep. So August 5th was my first movie. All right. So okay. a stinker for sure. Pause of Fury, the legend of Hank. The legend of Hank is some, some kid's movie. <laughs> Uh, but then I had a banger to okay. make that up. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Then I had Back to the Future, mm-hmm. Back to the Future 2, Making Waves, nice. The Art of Cinematic Sound. Then one of my favorite movies oh, of all time, Old Boy. Then yeah. I saw X. I saw the new Scream, the new Flash, Miller's Crossing. Wait, X, what is oh, the horror movie X? Yeah, the horror movie, huh? Uh, yeah, so okay. The, not the Fast new Scream. X. Yeah, no, not the Fast X. Mm-hmm. The new Flash movie, horrible. Both of those. Uh, Miller's Crossing, yeah. amazing. Uh, Emily the Criminal, Victoria, In the Mouth of Madness, of course. Doctor Strange Love, John Wick Four, Fists of Fury, um, Collateral, Golden Child, Big Trouble in Little China. We know we love that one. I saw Monkey King, The Departed, yeah, yeah. Deep Cover. Then I saw Barbie. Followed by Hellraiser. I saw Blue Beetle, which is the new Marvel or DC movie. Another not great mm-hmm. one. I saw Smile. Of course, Natural Born Killers, Devil's Rejects, Casper, a classic. And then I saw another classic, The Fog. Then we saw Juan, The Grudge. So we saw the Japanese version and the American. Then I saw American Werewolf in London, Blade, Truman Show, Stranger Than Fiction, Punch Drunk Love. Then I saw Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. Then I saw finally Top Gun Maverick. Yes. Then, then an, an, two bangers in a row because it was Top Gun Maverick and then the last action hero. Actually, three because <laughs> then I saw Arachnophobia. Ooh, oh, four because wow. then I saw Paranorman. Wait, wait, it gets. It's, uh, I got some some bangers here. Uh, Back to the Future and then Back to the Future Two. The Proposition. Jesse James. Wait, uh, Dragon a, Ball superheroes. Did you do a rewatch of Back to the Future? Uh, I did, yeah, yeah. Desperado, okay. Machete, 
Home Alone, Violent Night, Elemental, Old Ads, Elf, then I rewatched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, then La Bamba, and The Boy and the Heron. La Bamba. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Screw blued and tattooed. That's a good list, man. What did you, what, let me ask you, I haven't seen it though, but this might not be the movie you think I'm going to ask about. What did you think about Barbie? Barbie was cool. It was funny. It yeah. was, I've, it reminded I've me of like a, on an, it. Yeah. yeah, it reminded me of like a 90s comedy where it was just like a goofy character. Mm-hmm was going through this like adventure you know uh it reminded me of like a beverly hills type ninja like that type of comedy except not so much physical but just like you take this oddball character and put her put her in a situation and it was like yeah, it, was, it was actually really good it was funny i enjoyed it cool yeah yeah no i've heard a lot of people really enjoyed it but then like i guess people that i know that are like more like i don't want to say like manosphere people but you know what i mean like that a lot of make dudes sense. didn't like because they're like they're making fun of me and I'm like I don't think nobody gives a shit about you they, they're but. just calling it like they see them mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just pointing out like truths and then completely different uh, I assume movie what did you think uh, that old dad's is the Bill Burr movie right yeah that's it <laughs> great <laughs> yeah no was it, it was no good? it was it was, uh, no good? It, was an, it was it was what you think it would be like I think mm-hmm. I just got like stoned, had some some chips, and enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. I'd never watch it again. Uh, if you if you're looking for just like a, a basic comedy, something easy to watch that that'll fit fit the bill. Okay. Yeah, it was one of those things. Yeah, where you didn't I, I mean, I like anything. I like Bill Burr. I just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like his stand up, but it's just not as good because he's acting instead of yeah, doing stand up. Other people <laughs> in his way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's worth a watch if you if you like his humor, you'll probably enjoy it. It wasn't yeah, anything I, amazing, but it's what you expect. Okay. Maybe I'll check yeah. it out. Maybe it's I a comedy won't. being made we'll nowadays, see. which it'll is, be. Which you is guys good. will know. Uh, you guys will find out next year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of comedies being made anymore. So you got to support what you can. You know. Yeah, I try to. Uh. Well, cool, man. Solid, solid list. You had some good ones. You had some stinkers, just like me. Um, yeah, there, there's a bunch of movies that I, well, I guess we'll get into this later, but there's a, movies that I purchased like Oppenheimer and a few other like big ones that I haven't seen yet just because I haven't had time. Yeah. We'll, Oppenheimer. We'll talk about that later. You need, you need yeah. time. <laughs> need time. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool, man. Let me, uh, let me blast through this list real quick. So starting August 1st, uh, started with a stinker, uh, happy time murders <laughs> followed by another stinker, Thor, love and thunder, both terrible. <laughs> I had to clean, cleanse the palate with a little bit of scanners, which I love. Okay. Um, I really fucked myself up. Uh, next, I watched Human Centipede 2 and Terrifier 2, <laughs> followed by the original <laughs> 1972 Wicker Man, uh, Samurai oh, nice. Cop, which is... Uh, have you seen Samurai Cop? It's like 80s it's, or early so. 90s, maybe. It's like super cheesy. It's it's. You might see memes of it. I don't remember how I ended up on it, but... Samurai Cop was free on Plex, uh, followed by Quasi, the Broken Lizard guys, uh, The Pyramid, Jug oh. Face, Marauders, The Pope's Exorcism, A Man Called Otto, Old Boy, thank you to, to you for having me go see that in the theater, the original Friday yeah. the 13th, In the Mouth of Madness, double feature John Carpenter with Prince of Darkness uh, the same day, Nice. The Immaculate Room, R100, Speak No Evil, Europa Report, one of my favorites ever, Big Trouble in Little China, The Golden yeah. Child, The Batman, although I don't know that I finished, I've seen it already, I don't know that I finished The Batman, but I put it on there anyway. Uh, 
Uh, at the end of eight, <laughs> the Covenant, the Departed, Deep Cover, Sweet Sweatback's badass song, <laughs> Hacksaw Ridge, <laughs> John Wick Four, Rear Window, Fright Night for the show, The Big Short, Possessor, Devil's Rejects, Natural Born Killers, No One Will Save You, Attack on the Iron Coast, the new Hellraiser remake. Sisters, the uh, Brian De Palma version, not the Tina Fey version, which I actually had seen earlier in the year. On October 20th, uh, a friend of mine and I went to the Philosophical Research Society here in LA, which is this crazy, like, like occult-ish, like, Wiccan, almost satanic. I don't know what the hell it is. It's like, it's like a library, and they do all kinds of weird stuff, and they were airing Roadhouse, so we went and saw Roadhouse at this, like, <laughs> satanic church. That was not what uh, I was going to expect. Yeah. Uh, the Grudge. Well, the ladies in charge are like professors of cinema, and they made this argument that Roadhouse is um, like um, I can't remember the term they use, but like Americana horror. Basically, it's like a horror hmm. movie because it fit all these criteria. But then, as they talked about it, it didn't fit any of their criteria. And I was going to ask them questions about how it was bullshit, and they didn't stick around for like a Q and A after the movie. They just left. I was like, "Where are the ladies?" They're like, "Yeah, they're gone." So they saw it, they're like, oh, this is the wrong movie. Yeah, we fucked up. I was thinking about <laughs> something <laughs> else. They were thinking about. I mean, it's Roadhouse on on a, not a huge screen, on a medium screen, you know. Um, continuing on, uh, rest of October, The Grudge, Jew on, South Park joining the Panderverse on Paramount, uh, The Truman Show, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, Big George Foreman, Stranger Than Fiction, The Killer, Good Burger 2, The Proposition, Splinter, Godland. The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. The Whale, Paddington 2, Oppenheimer. The Man Who Killed Hitler and Bigfoot. Five Nights at Freddy's, Existence. The Original Children of the Corn with Lynn Hamilton. Leave the World Behind, Mobland, Brawl in Cell Block 99, Desperado Machete. And then starting on the 18th, uh, I was in an airplane for, I think, 12 hours. So I did a one, two, three, four quadruple feature. <laughs> now Japan Airlines doesn't have the greatest selection. I was really up, I was really bummed because like Delta has amazing movies on their on their flights. They have such a good selection. So in one day I watched in one flight I watched Fast X, Gran Turismo, Blue Beetle, and Mission Impossible Three. <laughs> it was interesting. Wow. On the twenty sixth though, uh, I watched Rebel Moon, which was the uh, the new Star Wars ripoff, which was terrible. That's and then, the you know, we Snyder, big, Zack Snyder, right? Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Um, Zack Snyder fucking sucks, man. Um, I don't know how he gets to keep making these huge budget movies. Uh, you know what they're going to do? They're going to be like, oh, well, that was terrible, but we got the Snyder cut now. And it's going to be like, fucking just yeah. let him release movies, mm-hmm. please. This is bullshit. Uh, <laughs> and then we had a flight back where I watched triple feature because the flight back is only 10 hours. I watched, so on the way there, I watched Mission Impossible 3. I'd never seen any Mission Impossible movie. So I watched Mission Impossible 3, which was amazing. So on the hmm. on the flight back, I watched Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, and Mission Impossible <laughs> Fallout. Oh, and wow. then I took a couple of days off from movies, yeah. And then I ended the year with Sisu, Sound of Freedom, and Bo is Afraid for 140 total nice. movies this year. Do you do you know off the top of your head which way like between like st- streaming on Netflix, streaming on Hulu, DVDs, renting on Amazon? Do you know what the most uh, way you watch I, movies was? 
I think it, I would have to say um, like Blu-ray and 4K would be probably, really, yeah. I would say at least that's half of it, and then the rest is split up between streaming services. Yeah. Uh, I realized yeah. that mine, uh, Prime, Amazon Prime was my number one, 13%. But that doesn't mm-hmm. count like buying and renting on Prime. That only counts streaming on Prime. But yeah, 13%. Got it. So, yeah. So it was a pretty uh, pretty good year. Yeah. What was interesting, when yeah. I was reading my list right at the end, I realized that I added Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because I saw it twice. One in the theaters mm-hmm. and one I bought the uh, the 4K. And so I don't know if that counts as an extra view. So I thought we tied at 140. But then I realized that I didn't add the killer. You cheating son of a bitch. <laughs> so I'm back to 141. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know how it would count if you watch the same movie twice because I, I didn't do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, whatever, man. I mean, 141, 142. You, 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 oh, you, you know what? There I just thought of another movie second, that so. I didn't add. No, we're done. Last Wish. What, what do you got? The Last Wish. Uh, Puss in Boots. Oh, Puss in the Boots. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So you're running away with it. Oh, yeah. I also saw all those movies, too. So plus um, <laughs> Incredible Hulk with Eric Bana. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, not a competition. Well, cool, man. Well, that was it. So between the two of us, we watched almost 300 movies. That's beautiful. So I'm pretty I'm pretty impressed with this. I think we did a good yeah. job, especially for people who run a movie podcast. Well, very cool, man. Let's let's get into this. Let's get into our top 10. Uh, do you mind if we start off with some honorable mentions though? Cuz there was a please, few please that do. I would like to recommend. Yeah. I'm going to hit up with with two that I think everyone should watch. Kung Pao Enter the Fist, of course. La Bamba. <laughs> okay. And then uh, I'm going to mm-hmm. hit another one up just for just because I was surprised at how well this held up. Last Action Hero. I saw it on my birthday. It was really awesome. Yeah, it was so good because I loved it as a kid and it totally like held up. It was just it was funny. It was uh, a lot of like funny, goofy action, but it was it was it was so damn good. Yeah. OK, I haven't seen it in forever. My my mom used to have that pinball machine. She actually might still have it in her basement. I don't know why she has it, but. This fucking gigantic, like we can't move it. It's so big. So it just lives in the basement. <laughs> but it's the last action hero pinball machine. That's so yeah. cool. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'll tell you what. Let's do, I got three honorable mentions also. And then we'll get into, we'll, we want to rotate uh, our top five. We'll go back and forth. I got three more honorable mentions, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I thought, oh, I'm sorry. Well, I just took three no, off. No, no, it's fine. Three. I got six then. No. All right, let's do it. Those, what are your those other three? were like three. Those were just like three that I like, uh, hopefully everyone has seen that they should uh, re- okay. revisit. Um, I do, it didn't make my, actually, okay, these two were like tied for like sixth place, would have been um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, and The Boy and the Heroine. And the Heron, sorry. Mm, so, okay, boy so I don't think the it's heron. The Boy and the Heroine. <laughs> yeah. That's a way different movie. Yeah, it's a whole different movie. Okay. So two, an- two animated movies, amazing. Are you a fan of Studio Ghibli? Uh... I'm not anti-Studio Ghibli. Well, the stuff I've seen of theirs I like, but I'm not like, I wouldn't say I'm a fan because I don't know that much about it. But Got I've seen it. like the big okay. ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this this is this is really good. It's still in theaters, I think. Um, it's a cool experience to watch one of their movies in theaters. I would recommend definitely going to go see okay. it. And then, of course, Mutant Mayhem. Ninja Turtles, you can't go wrong. It was yeah. a fun one. Did you watch it? I, mean, I started it, it and then you? I got distracted and I turned it off. So, no. 
Um, nice. I haven't no, and maybe okay. I'll go see Studio well. Ghibli. I wanted to go. I've been meaning to go to the theaters more, but um, I wanted to go see the new Godzilla. I heard it's fucking awesome, but I yeah, it's like I heard it's awesome. Out of theaters here. Yeah, it was. Oh really? Like there's like two I theaters left in LA where it's showing. Damn. So yeah, if it's show, if it's playing by you, definitely go see it. I heard it's great, and it was, the budget was like ten million dollars or something. Like it was something like super small. So really? for that for that kind of a movie, yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. So all right, I got I got oh, two man, more. So those are your honorable mentions. Oh, okay. You keep pulling <laughs> them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, that's uh, okay. Um, making waves, the art of cinematic sound. It's a documentary about like just how surround sound and how how uh, how sound works in a film. Um, if you want to be in love with movies for like 90 minutes straight, definitely would I recommend do. this. Yeah. What's the name it's of it so again? Good. Say it again? It's called Making Waves, The Art of Cinematic Sound. And where is it's it? It's a cool little documentary. streaming somewhere? Did you buy it? Did you? I don't know. I think uh, I, I, I rented it. I paid for it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool, man. And then um, what else you got another... Another fun one. I'll end it with this. Uh, another fun one that if you haven't seen, definitely recommend. It's called Victoria. It's a German film, but it's about two and a half hours long, and it's all one shot. So it literally really? is one take. Yeah. And it is... Does just, it seem like gimmicky, or is it? No. It, I mean, at parts, you could tell. it's uh, The reason why I found out about this was Niels Fromm is one of my favorite... Like, he's a German pianist, and he's, like, an amazing composer, and he scored this. And so I was looking at, like, some of his stuff, and I was like, wait, he scored a movie? And, yeah, it's all one long take, and it, it goes through... It has, like, a full story, and it goes... It, it gets insane, and they they pulled it off. It's pretty amazing. Oh, awesome, man. Cool. So those are just What's some honorable mentions that I, I think... Victoria, yeah. It's, it I believe it's a German film. Victoria. Victoria, yeah. It's a German film. It is in English, though. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'll check it out. We'll put all this in the show notes. We'll put all 350 movies in the Paramount, show notes. I think it's on Paramount, actually. Oh, cool. All right. Maybe so I'll if you check want to check tonight. it out, yeah, you, you can. Or tomorrow. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. They're awesome. All right. So those are my honorable mentions. John, what do you got for us? Okay, so mine mine were not as uh, yours were pretty obscure. I like that. Mine were a little more a little more obvious. So I have six, and here's the thing: there was a lot of stinkers on my list, but I had a lot of good stuff too. But it's stuff I'd already seen before. So stuff that I had just seen this year. Uh, I got six that almost made the that I considered for the list. They didn't they didn't have a chance, but they I considered them. <laughs> so uh, starting off with uh, I mentioned this before the menu. I enjoyed uh, my wife and I watched it. With Ray Fiennes and uh, Anya Taylor Joy, yeah, it was it was good. I I thought it was fun. I, th- I thought it was interest an interesting take, and it was kind of like a satirical look at food culture. Um, hmm. The second one is now it took me a little while to warm up to this movie. The first act was not good, but then it really took off, kind of like around the thirty minute mark. Was uh, the new Dungeons and Dragons movie? I really enjoyed. Once it started, I didn't going. I didn't add know. that one. Okay, <laughs> you've seen There's it. There's another one I didn't add. <laughs> All right, so you're run, you're running away with it. I get it. We get it. Oz. You won. <laughs> that was a pretty um, fun movie. Yeah, I enjoyed like, so the it. First, the beginning when they're like on trial or something like that. It's just you're just like, what is it? Like it was they were trying too hard to be like quirky and fun, but then uh, there's a scene where if you've seen it, uh, when they start they start digging up bones and they have to like ask them questions. That scene is so funny, and then it got me back on board. Um, yeah. 
so yeah, if you can get through the first like 20 minutes or so, it gets, it gets real fun after that. So when I saw it, you gave us the warning about uh, the first 20 minutes mm-hmm. not being so great. So I told Kat, I was like, I heard the beginning wasn't great. Um, so, I, But I actually enjoyed the beginning too. Maybe just because I was expecting oh, really? it to be really bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you, you set I, me up for a, for a home run there. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> no, it was, again, it's, it's, it's fun. It's like a good, like you can watch it with your family. You know, nothing's going to be offensive or anything like that. So uh, it was, it was good. I, again, it just, I think I was expecting too much at the beginning. And then when it was, you know, sometimes think people come off as like, they're trying to be too clever and too like, like swarmy with each other and like too slick. And I'm just like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I don't need this. So I almost turned it off, and we got to that di- that grave digging scene, and I was fucking cracking up. So, <laughs> so following up with that with a very not family friendly movie, um, I I might have talked about this before, and I think I might have given it a worse review. But the more I thought about it, uh, it's the Timothy Chalamet movie called Bones and All. Beginning of Bones and All has one of the craziest like f- like first ten or fifteen minutes. The way it ends was just oh, like it like blew me did, away yeah. and the rest of it's a the middle of it's like slow it's a little too a little too uh slow burn i think uh for not enough payoff but it's interesting and i think they they push it kind of as far as they can without it being absurd if that makes sense hmm. so bones and all it's not i mean it's it's pretty good it didn't make the top five but if you want like kind of a weird out there movie and it's funny because i'm looking at my top five and i have uh let's see one two three three of my five are weird out there movies <laughs> so it's just been that kind of year i guess uh but it's it's not bad you know uh fourth honorable mention just because i'd never seen it before and it turned me on to the franchise mission impossible three man it's so much fun if you just want like a big dumb action movie with shit blowing up and tom cruise like jumping out of airplanes and and being a badass like man it's they're just really fun movies so yeah i haven't seen any of them this is the, my first experience with them. So I started with Mission Impossible 3. I feel like there might have been a couple little things that I didn't know from the earlier ones, but I figured it out. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's fine. Uh, no, it was super fun, though. So if you haven't seen any of the Mission Impossibles, I would probably start with one. Uh, but three is really good. Apparently, two is not good, and they almost canceled the series, and then they did three, and it came back. Uh, they, brought hmm. the, they brought the whole... Um, series back because that one was so good and people loved it so much but then the last one that just came out did not do well at all so i don't know what the hell's going on with it fifth honorable mention this one really caught me by surprise i didn't want to watch it but for some reason i just put it on and i think i just put it on as background noise and it it really kind of like pulled me in and man just like ripped my heart out uh a man called Otto, the tom hanks movie where it's like a remake of a european oh, film wow. i think it might be a danish film or something like that um like Tom Hanks, not to spoil anything. We're going to get into major spoilers with our top five, I'm sure, but not to spoil anything with this one. But in the beginning, you learn that like his wife is dead and he's, he's you know, he's in his late 60s, early 70s. He gets pushed out of his job. He's forced to retire and he's basically going to kill himself. But like he keeps getting these reasons from this family that moves in across the street to not kill himself. But it's not be- out of nice things. It's because he's a fucking curmudgeon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's like, you can't park your car there. Like he's going to like blow his brains out or whatever and he's like you, I, they can't park there and then he like stomps across the street you know that kind of stuff so but huh you learn to kind of love this guy this character and you learn and he learns to kind of love the world again and yeah by the end man it just like you, your fucking heart is fucking in your throat you just you just get ripped out of your chest it's a really really well done movie i think i really i really enjoyed it uh, i wouldn't say well, it well i saw the <laughs> it was 
It was brutal. I wouldn't say I enjoyed it, but it was really good. I saw the preview and it made me not interested at all to to watch it. So now now I'll have to check it out. I was surprised by how much it affected me. And then final honorable mention, this is kind of like the hipster quirky funny thing to say as far as like movies that you like but it's i watched it man and it's really good uh paddington 2 <laughs> it was really oh, it's so good funny. yeah oh my gosh like because both paddington seen the movies unbearable the unbearable weight of talent or whatever it is with nicholas cage like yeah they just t- they talk about that movie the whole time like they talk about how good <laughs> it is and i was like you know what fuck it and i threw it on man it was I was crying. Right? My wife came in from the other room. She's like, "What are you watching?" Yeah, I was like, "It's actually <laughs> really, really funny." So, uh, my yeah. final honorable mention didn't it, it? It almost made the list. Didn't quite make the list because it's only a top five. I think if we had mm. done six, I would have put Paddington two on there. But oh, nice. uh, yeah, yeah, I highly, highly recommend movie. it. That's it. That's my honorable mentions, man. Let's get into uh, right. let's get into this top five of of twenty twenty three again. Not movies that came out in twenty twenty three. Movies we saw for the first time in twenty twenty three. So, Oswaldo, right. you yeah. want to start us off? Well, you got a number five? Sure, I'll, I'll start us off. And again, I feel like I'm missing the the big ones. Um, like Killers of the Flower Moon, I still haven't seen. Haven't oh, I heard seen, that was uh, terrible, though. Oppenheimer. I, there's a bunch of stuff that I really want to watch that I haven't gotten around to. Here's the thing. To I've seen it, Oppenheimer. So. I've seen Oppenheimer. It's not on my list. Let's put it that way. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, my number five is one that we've talked about um, in the past. I told you I enjoyed it. It is a uh, directed by Todd Field. It actually came out in 2022, at the end of 2022, but I didn't see it till this year. It was directed by Todd Field, written by Todd Field. It's starring Kate Blanchett. Oh, yeah. yeah, the movie's called Tar, and it's amazing. It's so simple. You know what? Yet. I, I started that movie, and I realized oh, yeah? I wasn't paying attention, so I, I stopped... Because I wanted to pay attention because you talked so highly about it. So I haven't seen it. Yeah. I, I I saw the first like 20 minutes and I was like, nope, I have not been paying attention enough for this movie. So sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, it's you, one I that interrupted it, you. No, no, no worries. And it, it's not anything that like, it's not anything you really have to pay attention, but just the, the dialogue, the 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 way they communicate, talk to each other, the, the terms. And I, I think I kind of mentioned it last time when we talked about it was my, I have this fascination with classical music that I just something I don't understand the way certain people do who are like in that world where they yeah. hear like certain renditions of a certain song and they're like, oh no, it was best performed by this symphony at this time. This is the best recording. That version, so, like there's just so many interesting things and it's a fascinating world that I love music, but it's, it's just one that I don't, I've not, been able to understand just because i haven't had the patience i guess i don't know i just haven't there's too much good music for me to yeah be listening to a lot of this the same versions of a song from 300 years ago yeah and that's the thing it's classical music's a a rabbit hole of like well let me go back 500 years and see what they were doing then yeah and then i gotta look at how somebody today is reinterpreting that song uh cool man yeah i've wanted to i wanted to watch it i started it like i said and um, I I thought that the dialogue was going to be super important because it starts with like this big interview, right? And then mm-hmm. I kind of like wasn't paying attention. I was like, this should, I should probably listen to what they're doing, and I just never went back to it. It's it's one of I those to movies watch all where the Mission you, Impossible's you, instead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, this is one of those movies that you watch and then it just kind of sits with you, and you just keep constantly thinking about it. And it's just oh man, it was so it was so good. Some of the like the long takes and. And the interactions were like super intense. And yet it was like a super simple story. 
and when you mm-hmm. when you look at it, but it was just well done. And cool, man. Yeah, one of my sisters highly yeah. recommended it too. I again, I yeah. wanted to give it the awesome. respect. I thought it was owed since you liked it so much, and I, I respect your film taste. So, uh, well, cool, <laughs> nice. man. Well, I'll tell you what, going yep. right from right from the in- intense character-driven piece of Tar, my number five. I'd never seen this movie before. 2013. It's a sequel to a movie that came out in probably like 2000, 2001. And it actually held up. It's a little animated movie called Monsters University. Uh, ah. Hour and 44 minutes. <laughs> rated G. Yeah. Directed by uh, Dan Scanlon. Written by Dan Scanlon, Daniel Gerson, Robert Baird. Starring, of course, Billy Crystal, John Goodman, C. Buscemi. I mean, obviously, it's a Monsters, Inc. prequel, even though it's the sequel um, but it's actually one of the few Monsters Inc. is one of the few Pixar movies that I've seen. I haven't seen a ton of them. I thought it was funny. I thought it was fun. It didn't rely on like the same jokes as the first one, which a lot of sequels have that issue, especially like when they come out years and years later. Um, but it was mm-hmm. kind of like a Revenge of the Nerds, like an animated Revenge of the Nerds, which I also thought was funny because John yeah. Goodman's in Revenge of the Nerds, like the original <laughs> one. Um, That's right. And uh, again, we have, there are spoilers a little bit here. So, I mean, it's Monsters university so i don't want to spoil for anything but it did have a cool kind of a cool misdirect at the end like you've seen it right Osvaldo? yeah yeah mm-hmm. so i remember i was watching it and there's like there's like the big contest like the the it's like heavyweights or like meatballs like an us versus them type of movie and at the end there's like this this they have mike has to do his big ass growl to like scare the kids and their frat's gonna win this competition and he does it and I was watching it, and I was like, well, that shit was weak as fuck, but like, it gave them the win, so I guess they're going to win. I was just like, that's re- weak writing. Like, I call bullshit on it. And then it turns out like that was a major plot point. Like, there were che- Somebody was cheating for him, and I was like, oh, fuck yes. Like, that brought me back in. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> but no, it was really enjoyable, man. Now, again, I was, I was without getting too into, what, into my life outside of the podcast, the, there was some rough shit going on, and it might have been just like the levity of watching that movie in the middle of some bullshit. But man, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And I was as surprised as probably everyone else is that it was my number five movie of the year. (laughs) No, that's great. Well, my number four is also an animated movie. So uh, this one was Spider-Man Across the Multiverse. Now, is that the new one or the one before that? This is the new one. So this is the sequel. Yeah. So this is uh, directors were Joaquin Dos, Dos Santos, Kemp Powers, and Justin K. Thomas. Um, the writers were Phil Lord, Christopher Miller, and Dave Cullohan. Well, here it's got uh, Oscar Isaac. It's got Jake Johnson, John Shortsman. It's uh, it's got a bunch of people on there, oh, wow. and it's it's a wild <laughs> ass movie. There's a lot going on, but it's like a story of growing up, really. In the end, mm-hmm. and like your interactions with your family, the your friends and like questioning who you are, who you thought you were, who you want to be. It's a lot packed into a crazy ass story, but but deep down is just a a coming of age film of uh, Miles Morales. It's it's amazing. What uh what was the runtime on that? Do you remember? 2 hours and 20 minutes. Okay. If I could be a bit of a wet blanket for a second. I liked the movie, all right? I watched it on an airplane. Uh-huh. You're telling me you can't tell this fucking story in two hours and 20 minutes? Like, it it's left on a cliffhanger. There's going to be a sequel. Like, get... I had no idea. And I'm watching it. Oh, and did it, I. I was like, wait a minute. 
Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking... And, like, that seems to be the trend now is, like... Because Fast X did that, too, where it's like, oh, we're going to leave this on a cliffhanger. It's like, this is not a TV show. This is a movie. You need to tell a story. Like, get the fucking story. <laughs> Mission Impossible, the new Mission Impossible. I didn't see it, but the new one did that, too, where it's a two-parter. It's like, guys, you have two and a half hours to tell a story. You're telling me you can't tell a story in two and a half hours. They, like, introduce some new character at the end, and I was just like, God damn it, this is a fucking prequel, or this is the first half of a, a two-parter. So, I lo- look, I love the animation. I love Miles Morales, but it's just I was like, dude, tell the tell the story and get the fuck out of here. Well, it's the middle part of two of three movies because this happens right after the first movie, like literally correct like seconds but after. Y- you can, but you can watch the first movie, and it it can exist on its own. Like you can have yeah, movies that true. play into each other. I think that the early Marvel movies, like. Iron Man and stuff like that. They they did that where like it stood on its own two feet as its own movie, but then they started getting into this like oh this the universe the MCU and that and it's like well now I got to watch fifteen movies to understand what the fuck's going on. I mean that's one of the reasons that Captain Marvel failed so miserably. It's like well I don't want to watch three TV shows that I don't care about to try to watch Captain Marvel two. You know what I mean? Like when I saw that it was ending, I was just like ah fuck you Marvel. Just tell a story. Give me one movie. <laughs> you know, but for. Until the last 30 seconds when I realized that that was going to, or last couple minutes, let's say, when I realized they weren't going to wrap it up. And I was like, man, this is great. I really like this movie. <laughs> so that's my big grief with that. But no, it was, for what it was, if I was to watch it again, knowing that, that it's a, the, only the first half, then then I would probably like it a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that, but I'm okay with it. I knew they were probably going to do a part three. So, But again, part three is different than part two B. I think, you know. Yeah. Like the third movie in a trilogy is different than a movie that Well, now I'm thinking about Star Wars. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was just bummed. But I was just bummed. But, that, but I mean, the original what, what, Star Wars though was supposed to end it was supposed to end on the first one. You know, what I mean, Back to the Future was supposed to end on the first one. And it was the money grab yeah. where it started turning into the, you know, the the 2 and 3 are the are the are one movie. It's fucking bullshit. I will say that I think what made this movie work so well was the fact that it took its time in certain scenes and slowed down and like really spent time with the characters. I think if they would have tried to cram it all in there, we would have lost a lot of that. So I'm I'm glad they did what they yeah, did. Yeah, maybe or maybe I mean maybe all of it wasn't necessary either. You know what I mean? Like maybe there's stuff you could have taken out and it would have been a concise, clean, fun movie that could have existed in its own world and you wouldn't have had to get another $15 out of people or whatever a movie is now. I don't know. I go to matinees. $48. (laughs) $50 a person probably, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, look, I'm not shitting on your pick. I I think it was a fun movie. I just, I was bummed that they, that they, I I don't know. Maybe, maybe people went in knowing that, but I didn't. So I was a little bummed by it. I didn't. I was excited just because there's going to be more. (laughs) Well, if they make money, there's always going to be more. You could tell the story without, you know, always making more. But it didn't make okay. as much money as as some of the other like Marvel movies, some of the bigger ones. You know, it didn't but, hit. But I think this, it was the only, it was the only, uh, it was the biggest hit Marvel had this year, this past year. Was it? It was just so not of all time, but of, but it was the, but it's still Marvel's involved. I mean, Spider Man, right? Yeah, I'm not saying it's MCU, but like. As far as Marvel movies, like Guardians of the Galaxy did okay. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 did okay. 
this did pretty good and everything else just bombed. Yeah, because it's all shit. I think people are done with the same old, same old. This was different. It's 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 not a good time for comic book movies right now. Like, <laughs> it's kind of a mess. Um, but also, like again, I've never been a huge. We've talked about this before. I've never been a huge comic book movie person. You know, like I was never yeah. a huge Marvel MCU fan. Like, I love Blade Two. I love Punisher Warzone. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like Spider Man has to be animated. In order to to you know the first two Spider Mans with Sam Raimi were great, yeah. Um, but to do it right, I think you got to do animation to really get the movement and to really have him go for it. Yeah, because Spider Man's supposed yeah. to be kind of like you know wh- whipping around and and flailing around and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that. I think that and 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 I think that the way they animate it really fits too. So mm-hmm. cool, man. All right, all right. Well, now that I've shilled yeah, over what's your, your pick, number four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my, my number four. Snuck in at the very end of the year. It was actually the last movie I watched of 2023. Uh, surprised the hell out of me because I've seen this director's work before and it's okay. It's a little pompous for me. But uh, the movie's called Bo is Afraid 2023. It's three hours long, rated R. And it's written and directed by Ari Aster, who did Hereditary and he did Midsommar, if you know those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, starring Joaquin Phoenix, Patty Lapone, Amy Ryan, uh, Nathan Lane. Like, there's, it's got a pretty cool cast. The logline is: uh, Following the sudden death of his mother, a mild-mannered but anxiety-ridden man confronts his darkest fears as he embarks on an epic Kafka-esque odyssey back home. Which sounds stupid, but then you watch it and you're like, man, that actually was pretty fucking accurate. <laughs> it, um, the preview looked really it, cool. It's dude, it's fucking wild, man. It's chaotic. It's over the top. It's like uh it's like an anxiety induced fever dream the whole time. You're just like, what, what is happening? What is happening? But like you're constantly questioning like what's real and what's what's imaginary. Cause it's all Joaquin Phoenix's point of view. And like not shot POV, but like he's like an unreliable narrator, you know. But like as you watch it, you start to kind of like figure out what's going on. The whole time I was watching, I was like, if they stick this ending, this is gonna be amazing. Now, they didn't stick it as hard as I think they could have, which is why it's number four, but they did it enough to where I was like, okay, I, I like this movie because things are kind of explained, but they're not like like spoon-fed to you. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's it kind of reminds me of the way you talk about Tar, where like, it leaves you thinking about it later, like once you watch it, because you're like, oh, wait, what, did this, what was this? What was happening when this was going on? You know, uh, I don't think the ending's ambiguous, but how you get there is, if that makes sense. Like, it's it's a fucking wild ride, man. It's like this crazy, like, it's like a study of, like, anxiety and fear and mother-son relationships. Um, but it's actually, like, the main thing is about, like, the Joaquin Phoenix character, Bo, is just, like, been emasculated his whole life by his mother. And he's terrified of everything. And um, it's like a critique of, like, I would say modern man or, or, you know what I mean? Like at least this character and like how he got to this point and how he deals with stuff every day that shouldn't be. But like you, in the very beginning, he's like just crossing the street and it's like the worst shit you can imagine. It's like homeless people are like killing each other and everybody's like tattooed and scream. It's like the most out there. Like if you were to think of like paranoia and like, like I live in Los Angeles, there's homeless people everywhere, but like take that add fear, add anxiety to the millionth degree Imagine that you're helpless and then put yourself in that. But it's like, it's this <laughs> fucking crazy shit. But then it's all presented in this like beautiful art film. You know what I mean? Like, and it kind of reminded me of 
uh, of mother, like the Aronofsky's mother, in a way. Oh yeah. Um, at first, like it's kind of that like just controlled chaos where you're watching it. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, but then they start like they start like mixing in different mediums, like like animation and uh, like heavy like comp- compositing and stuff like that. And they start like to pushing to, into different timelines, but it's all like. It's not multiverse. It's just like different timelines in his life. It's like fucking, ugh, it's crazy, dude. It's ambiguous. So like, here's the thing. I can totally understand why people wouldn't like it. I think it's got a kind of a shitty kind of medium rating on IMDb. Um, but I think that the subjects that it's tackling and the way that it does it is really well done. Uh, and I think that the more you watch it and the longer it goes, you start to figure out what's going on, even though you don't quite fully understand it, if that makes sense. Like, you get it. You get what Ari Aster is trying to say, but as far as like Joaquin Phoenix's or Bo's point of view in these situations, as you think about it, you're like, "This is what he was experiencing," but it was probably this in real life. Hmm. You know what I mean? But they never are like at the end, like it was all a dream or he's crazy or something. Oh, dude, it's you'll fucking dig it, man. Like it goes into these weird, like right. animated scenes and like, oh, dude, it's out there. Like, and it's streaming right now yeah, it, on, what did I just watch it on? Was it on prime or uh, it's on Paramount plus. Um, okay. I'll check dude, it out for sure. I think, I think that you'll, I think that you'll dig it. Uh, I think people that are into like, kind of like weird artsy movies are going to dig it. Joaquin Phoenix is fucking great. Uh, Patty Lapone is, I love Patty Lapone. She's fucking great in it. You get a weird, like, well, I don't want to ruin anything. I don't want to spoil too much, but, um, okay. No more, no more talking about yeah. this. We just yeah. got to watch Actually, it. Actually. Yeah. No, it's, it, it's, it's out there. I, I kind of didn't want to like it. You know what I mean? Cause it is kind of yeah. pompous and arrogant and Ari Aster, you know, like Midsommar and shit, but it, you didn't it like fits Midsommar? With, it was okay. I think hereditary was better, but hereditary also needed to be an hour and a half. I think we've talked about this before. Like it's a two and a half hour yeah. movie or something like that. You need to cut half an hour out of Hereditary. It would have been amazing. Um, I think that, so this was originally supposed to, he was supposed to direct this before Hereditary, but I just think they didn't have the the budget and the star power. And he probably wasn't as talented of a director at the time to do it. But I think he was kind of firing on all cylinders at this point. And he, plus, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is like, he's yeah. one of those dudes that's going to go for it. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to worry about that. So, but there's a lot of stuff where you're just like, what is happening here? But then you think about it in in conjunction with the rest of the movie, you're like, that actually makes sense. You know what I mean? Like it seems like it's arbitrary, but then it, or it's or it's random, but then it actually makes sense. Uh, yeah. No, I again, I think if the ending was good, I think if they had hit a little harder, it would have been it would have been amazing. But no, I I I think it was great. I think if you love that kind of a twenty four kind of out there art house stuff, uh, I think you're really gonna dig it. Sweet. I will definitely check this out. Yeah, do it. Do it. All right, you ready for my number three? What do you got for number three? Yeah. So number three was a film. It was actually a Netflix film that came out this year. And it was by a big director, David Fincher, starring uh, Michael uh, Fassbender. And Didn't you forget I to don't put know this on your list? <laughs> why? Yeah. As soon as you said it, I was like, son of a bitch. This movie blew me away. It was so fucking funny. It was very, like, just so well done. Like, the whole movie was was great. And it's 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 one of those movies that I think I can rewatch multiple times. But it, it just... 
I saw it and I was like, huh, that was, that was, that was pretty good. I was surprised at how good it was. And it just dug in my head and I kept replaying all these different scenes and these different moments and, and just the, the way it looked, this, his voiceover, like, oh, it was just so good. <laughs> uh, like, you know if, what, though? If you, like, yeah. I don't, I don't think you said the name of it. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> why, don't you tell us, why don't you tell us what the name is? So the movie is called uh, Fight Club. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's The Killer. And, oh, yeah. man. So then it's funny because as soon as you said I was like, that's right. Because I knew there was something I was missing that I really, really loved. It was so damn good, and I don't, I don't know. I couldn't tell you why. I think uh, uh, David Fincher was like, "Yo, I'm gonna take a simple story and I'm gonna make it as best as I can," and that's what it was. Because there wasn't yeah. anything amazing about this movie besides the fact that it was just so well done. Like everything was perfect. Mm-hmm. It's it's so good. I don't know if you agree with me. Um, I, a lot of people hate this movie, or like, are just like, eh. I think that I think that a lot of people went in expecting Fight Club, you know what I mean, or expecting mm. Seven, and it wasn't that. It was, it was, um, it was better. It was, it was better Call Saul to Breaking Bad, where like Breaking Bad was this big, like, lots of stuff going on constantly, and, and Better Call Saul was like, no, we're gonna take our time and tell this really complex but simple, like, story and and focus on characters and stuff like that. And that's I think what that's what the killer was to some of uh, Fincher's other stuff. Here's the thing: I thought it was fine. I think I need to give it another watch, though. But I'm, um, I was gonna let it sit for a little while. You know what I mean? The same with Oppenheimer. I mm-hmm. felt the same thing. Where I was like, I feel like there's something really again. great here, but I just, I didn't. It didn't hit for me the first time. So I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna let it sit, and I'm gonna come back when all the hype dies down. Like I bought Oppenheimer on Amazon, and David Fincher's. I mean, uh, the killer's on Netflix. So it'll be on there forever. So, yeah. um, I'm I'm gonna let it. I, I didn't I didn't hate it. But by the end of it, I was like, oh, I think I know what he was trying to do here. But now I have to kind of rewatch it with that mindset because I was I was expecting something bigger, you know. But he was just like, yeah. Uh, like I, I saw uh, like reviews. I saw a review of. No, I don't think it did. Six point eight out of ten. Um, I don't know, man. I but I, I saw loved a, it. Uh, it was so good. A critic talking about uh, Better Call Saul, and he was like, "Yeah, the thing is, like, Better Call Saul is not afraid to waste the audience's time." And I feel like that's what the killer was, where it's like he talks the whole time about like you got to be okay with boredom. Like that's how he starts the movie off. Is Michael Fassbender talking? Yeah, uh huh. You got to be do okay this with job, yeah, you exactly. Be, you got to be okay with boredom, and it's like okay, well, mm-hmm. but this is supposed to be entertainment, you know. Um, yeah. But I think people were expecting like big gunfights and you know a Jason Statham movie, and it turned out to not be that at all. Yeah, it was. I don't know, man. It like had me smiling the whole time. I thought it was hilarious too. Like there's a lot okay. of really funny moments. There was that one really good fight scene. If you like uh, like action movies, but you want to see it done very cinematically and very simple, I think this this is a good good choice for you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it's if you like Fincher, it's got his feel to it. You know, like it's got his style to it. But it's definitely just it's probably his. It's got to be his slowest movie. Now that I think about it. But again, I'm going to sit, I'm going to let it stew for a little while and then I'll come back maybe next year uh, or later this year and watch watch it again and give it another. I, I feel like this is one of those movies that's going to get better the more you watch it. Yeah. All right. That was my number three, John. Uh, so we're doing top five. I've got three movies yeah. that are very weird. One of them is Bo is Afraid. One of my movies that's not weird was Monsters University. The other one that's not <laughs> weird, my number three favorite movie of the year so it was it was 
One of my favorite shows of all time uh, was an animated show on Adult Swim called The Venture Brothers. And oh, okay. they got unceremoniously canceled and left a lot of cliffhangers. But um, the guys who created Venture Brothers basically made a movie. It's an hour, 25 minutes or so. Uh, it's called The Venture Brothers Radiant is the Blood of the Baboon Heart. And if you're a Venture Brothers fan and you haven't seen this and you're caught up on the series, watch it because it, it it makes everything make sense. Everything's fucking great. It's funny. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't, it, again, it doesn't feel like, um, like kind of with Monsters University where I was like, uh, is this just going to be the same shit rehash? Like it's not like they, they characters are still changing and, and, and learning and creating. And it's funny. It's nostalgic though. At the same time written, uh, written and directed by, uh, Christopher McCullough who goes by Jackson public and doc hammer. It's, it's everything you would want from a, from a venture brothers movie. Um, cause there was a time when. Before, I guess, was a Time Warner Discovery owned HBO, and they were going to do, it was going to be um, a new Aqua Teen movie, a Venture Brothers movie, a Metalocalypse movie, and maybe something else. I think it was definitely those three. And then when they split, and HBO kind of went to do its own thing, a lot of them got canceled. But I think Venture Brothers was supposed to air on HBO, and they ended up pulling the plug on it, so they just paid to finance it themselves and finish it, and then they sold it on Amazon, so... I bought it. Oh, nice. It was definitely worth it. Uh, and plus, you're helping people out. You know that, like, I don't know if they need the money or not, but I mean, it's it, <laughs> yeah, you want to I mean, support the artists that you want to that you like. You know, I mean, yeah. it's got a great cast. It's Patrick Warburton. It's it's James Urbaniak. It's Danny, Dana Snyder. All the same guys from the show. Um, you get J.K. Simmons. You get Clancy Brown. Like, you get all kinds of all kinds of uh, Jay Farrow. Like, all kinds of really good people in there doing stuff. So, if you like Venture Brothers and you haven't seen it, now a lot of people. I'm, I'm guilty of this too. So, so the first two seasons of Venture Brothers, I think it's some of the best TV ever. It's so good. Season three gets a little rough. But then if you can get through season three, season four, and I think season five were really good. And then, but they again, they ended it and they're supposed to have a final season and it got pulled. So this kind of puts a pin in the story. It wraps everything up in a way that doesn't feel cheap. And it's just great, man. If you're a Venture Brothers fan, it really took me back to like early 2000s when I was studying animation myself and studying writing for the first time. And uh, maybe it's mostly nostalgia, but whatever it is, man, it worked for me. It's my number three favorite movie of the year. Yeah. And it came out this year too, 2023. Perfect. Yeah. I saw the, were you a venture brothers? Did you ever watch the show or I did? Yeah. I think I saw the first two seasons and I dropped out after that. So maybe that third season, I never, that third season got a little weird. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely worth if you have time to like catch up on the show. Uh, it's fantastic, so I would I would nice. highly recommend it. Yeah, I saw that they were selling the the 4K of it, and I was I was like, oh, I should just get this just because. Yeah, you would have to, to watch yeah. the last couple seasons to know what's going on exactly. But it's still Venture Brothers; you'll still figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's got mm-hmm. all the same characters. Brock, I mean, Brock Samson's probably one of the best characters of all time. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, but no, highly, highly recommend it, especially if you, if you were uh, conscious in that that early two thousands, like adults when Adult Swim was like the hottest stuff when it was on TV. It was that it was Metal Apocalypse, it was Aqua Teen. You know what I mean? Like before, all they did was show reruns of, you know, Family Guy and American yeah. Dad. When it was like they were making their own stuff that was really clever and interesting and fun. So mm-hmm. yeah, dude, if you're a Venture Brothers fan, definitely. 
definitely finish up the seasons and then watch the movie. So I'm going to go with my number two now. And and this is something that we just... Yes, please. We just talked about. So uh, it is a movie that came out in 2005, but it's a movie I've been wanting to watch for a long time. And we finally got our chance and we spent a lot of time talking about it. So I don't really have to say too much about it besides the fact that it was written by Nick Cave starring... Mm. Guy Pierce, uh, Ray Watson, Emily Watson, Richard Wilson. I mean, it's it's a fuck. It's the proposition. It's a was good that movie. Really, that's your number two. That's your it's number my two. Number of the two. Year, huh? I really wow. enjoyed this movie. I thought it was excellent. Uh, excellent. It was so good. And it was, it was doing the podcast, and then after the podcast, like just thinking about it even more. Like again, these are the the movies that stick with you are the ones that I tend to enjoy the most. And tend to want to mm-hmm. want to rewatch it, but I really enjoyed this movie. It, it blew me away. It was very good and very simple, and like it's one of those movies where you watch it and you're jealous that you weren't part of it or that you didn't make it. This yeah. kind of had that feel because yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't so big that it's like okay, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to get that chance, you know, not for a long time. But it was yeah. like it was just small enough that you're like, you know what, this is like something we could have pulled off, you know. Yeah, so exactly. Good. I feel like I could have made something like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Totally, man. Yeah. No, I had actually I considered that one, like that was almost an honorable mention for me. But you know, Paddington Two took its place. So that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Paddington yeah. Two fucking rocks. Uh, Do you see no, the Paddington One? No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's also really good. Is it? It's surprisingly, yeah. It just like it's it so blew sick, me dude. away at how good those are. One one of the things that drives me crazy is when because you know I work with. Uh, writers and stuff and trying to develop things or helping helping them develop things and helping them like um, like clean up their writing you know like script doctoring and stuff one of the things that drives me fucking crazy is when I, I make a comment about something and they go yeah but it's just a kids show I'm like no you have ah. to fucking approach us with the same yeah. respect that you would anything and I think that's what I liked about Padding In too is like it was very slapsticky and and fun at points but it also, you know, again, it had character development. It had it had real life situations, even though it was a teddy bear. You know what I mean? Like it's they took it, <laughs> they took the 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 situations and the point they were trying to make seriously, and they respected the audience. I think that's what a lot yeah. of children's shows lose, and especially a lot of people who are trying to make children's shows or write children's books, they they they're dismissive of the fact that kids are dumb, but they're not stupid. You know what I mean? Like kids yeah. are dumbasses, oh, but yeah. they're not fucking stupid. Like mm-hmm. they can tell when something's bullshit, so yeah, no, I, I, uh, <laughs> we're back on Paddington Two, I guess, man. All right, man, it's moving up, yeah, it's man. moving up. But yeah, Proposition slash Paddington Two, uh, yeah, I totally, totally agree. Proposition is a fucking great movie. The proposal, yeah, it the pro- blew me proposition, away. yeah, yeah, <laughs> cool, man. Well, my number two, I think we spoke about this, and the fact that none of us, I'm, I'm guessing we might have the same number one. But I, I think so as well. My number two, yeah, my number two is uh, I kind of talked about this. I don't know if you've seen it yet. It doesn't have a great rating. It's a six point zero out of ten on IMDb, which blows me away. But it's the son of a very good director. Uh, it's Brandon Cronenberg's latest movie came out this year called Infinity Pool. Uh, no, I really want to watch it, dude. Rated R, hour and fifty seven minutes. Alexander Skarsgård, Mia Goth, Cleopatra Coleman, dude. It's it's so interesting and different. I could see again. It's like it's like Bo was afraid. I could see why people don't like it because it's not a Mission Impossible movie. You know what I mean? It's not like he's the hero, he's the bad guy. Hero has to beat the bad guy, 
and then we we all kiss the girl and go home you know um but the the uh the IMDb synopsis James and M no, Foster don't don't even read the you don't want to read the thing I, okay. no I think you should just tell us to watch it all right because I hear so so much good stuff about it and well, he, I don't okay, want it to don't, ruin anything don't don't get let it get overhyped because <laughs> I I would hate for that to happen okay I went in not knowing any really anything about it yeah you're right I shouldn't I shouldn't even read the synopsis um. I went not in not knowing anything about it. So I had zero expectation. I had one person tell me I should watch it. Or they wanted, they didn't even tell me that I should watch it. They wanted to know what I thought about it. And I haven't seen mm. it because I watched it. So Infinity Pool, If again, if you like that kind of out there, weird, but not like, not again, I always talk about how I hate David Lynch because he does weird for weird's sake. I think you can do weird that exists in a world that honors that world and this that's what this does but was afraid has kind of a out there is this happening is this not but if it's not happening i could see what's actually happening but they're not going to say it infinity pool i think it just kind of exists in this world um that again that honors it's it honors the rules that it sets up for itself and it's just really well done uh i saw brandon cronenberg's other movie too um was it called was it splinter no hold on i'm looking at my list here uh possessor and possessor's on hulu right now actually they're both on hulu right now um possessor's okay but he really stepped up his game for infinity pool and if that's the kind of jump he's gonna make to his next movie his next movie's gonna be fucking amazing whatever it is you know what i'm saying like i don't know what it is but if he's keep if he keeps getting better then he's gonna be somebody you should watch out for nice cool yeah so I'm guessing because we were both so hyped on this movie that yeah and and here's the thing when you when you, we talked about doing a top five one of the reasons I said it had to be a movie that we saw new this year was because I know you had talked about everything everywhere all at once being your favorite <laughs> one of your favorite movies and I was like no I don't want to count that because that movie's amazing but that was so <laughs> 2022 I don't want to get into that so Oswaldo my friend why don't you tell me what's your what's your number one the Banshees of Irishian. Yeah, Dude. for sure. It's so yeah, good. it's so, so fucking, fucking good. good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Martin McDonough um, doesn't miss, dude. He's fucking. He's a hundred percent on his movies. I'm so jealous of him. It, but yeah. Sorry, go ahead. You get to yeah, talk about. No, it I mean, I, I think we're too. both gonna just gush for a little bit. But it, it's it's another one that's just like very simple, and and I think this was a play, and um, it just it's the play. At like, I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't have the mindset to come up with something so simple myself and mm-hmm. make it work like this. Like I, I don't I think I would have to add a little more more action. I don't know. But just the, <laughs> they did such a good job. Very simple. Very easy to follow. Very everyone's likable. Everyone's relatable and you hate everybody, but you it's just very human characters. And I guess that's what makes yeah. it so magic. They they focused yeah. on the characters, their relationship to each other, and then that's pretty much the movie. It's it's ridiculous how good this movie is. Yeah, and it starts to get like kind of weird, a little weird, and but they still keep it somewhat grounded. Uh, but but then you have people like you have like the the Barry Keegan character who like you fucking hate him, but then you start to sympathize for him too, and it's just like every you know. The uh, Colin Farrell character again. He's so like, it's so heartbreaking sometimes because he's just like, he's just like, yeah. what did I do? Like, why am I not? Why are we? You're my best friend. Like, why are we suddenly not best friends? But I get Brendan Gleeson's character too, who's like, 
You're a fucking distraction, man. I'm trying to make something of my life. And all we do is sit here and talk shit and drink. Like, trust me, I have friends that I've cut out of my life who are like that. I'm like, no, you're too much of a fucking distraction. And I'm not accomplishing what I need to accomplish. I, I, I associated, I identified with both of those characters so much, you know. And it's during the fucking Irish Civil War, which is a little on the nose, but it's like, you know what? It's perfect, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's it's so well done. Martin Mondana is, is, I mean, he's, he's right now, he doesn't have like the skins on the wall that say like the Coen brothers, but he's he's one of my favorite working directors right now. Yeah. If you haven't seen this movie, watch it. If you like yeah. anything I mean, watch that all we've of talked stuff. about, I mean, you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. I still yeah, watch I, I haven't Rouge, seen Seven Psychopaths. Oh, I want to see Seven Psychopaths. It's so much fun. Me and my brother. Yeah. That was one of those ones that me and my brother stumbled upon, not knowing what it was, and then just like fell in love with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but he did yeah, three it, billboards. I mean, he's just like he's he's so good. He's so good. He's killing <laughs> my it. wife actually got me um, in Bruges for Christmas. I'm super excited oh, to really? watch that again. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's the same guy. It's Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, man. You know, if something, yeah. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's right. Uh, so that was it, man. That was our 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 top five. Our our finished of our our wrapping up twenty twenty three. Yeah, I hope everyone out there watched some good movies. Some yeah, some amazing some, music. Some stinkers, and you know, uh, you know, this was the the first year that I think like the first three movies were not part of a a sequel of any sort. Like the first, the uh, top three movies of the year, which I think were Barbie Oppenheimer and Mario Brothers, and they were all original. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's kind of an interesting year. Hopefully, it continues that way with more original content. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Barbie and Oppenheimer, and Barbie and 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 Mario Brothers are based off of existing. Um, yeah, you know, not movie franchises, but things that is. But they're also like. Here's the thing. I think that they're. I think that they're they're they were catering to their audiences. You know what I mean? I think all three of those movies catered to their audience. You know, it's like you made you made Barbie, which was in, from what I, I haven't seen it. From what I understand, it's enjoyable for everyone, but their audience was probably girls, so they made a very feminine movie, and that's okay. And Mario was for fucking video game people who wanted nostalgia, and they made that, and people <laughs> associated with it. It's like I don't like that people. You know, that's one of the problems with these Marvel movies. Is like they're trying to make every everything needs to be represented in every fucking movie at every time and it's like look you can make movies for people like blue beetle uh it was it was fine but it was also a very heavily mexican movie you know what i mean like it was mm. but they didn't throw it down your face either so like i enjoyed it enough i was on an airplane but it was you know you said you didn't like it or you did like it uh, it was a uh, the, the main actor uh the guy from uh cobra kai he he kind of bothered he's not mm-hmm. that great and it's it yeah. kind of works for Cobra Kai because everyone's kind of a crappy actor in it, you know. It kind of has that charm, but not uh, in Zavka, the movie, I don't know. Johnny. Yeah, yeah it, but everyone um, like everyone around him was great, so that was the hard part. So that was our uh, top five of the year. And uh, <laughs> why don't you? Uh, Did you guys have a good like, note, uh, right? Yeah, <laughs> if you like what you heard, uh, well, here it's the thing. It's like it's the new year. Let's start it off on a fucking good foot. Let's make some cool shit. But if you're listening at home, you're still hanging out with us. Uh, why don't you let us know what you think? Why don't you send us a, an email? Oh, yeah, that was a good movie at gmail.com or hit us up on Insta at oh, yeah, 
that was a good movie. Tell us what your uh, what you like. What's your favorite movie of 2023, or the or at least the first time you saw it was in 2023. Uh, anything we missed? Anything that you uh, that you recommend? We'd love to hear it. All right, so that was our little bonus episode. Next week we still have the great desperado versus the great machete that uh that you chose john i'm super excited about this episode um i have some the more Oswaldo ideas birthday episode that's well, right well yeah. after your birthday <laughs> mm-hmm. that's right way after but it's fine it's all good we uh we took a break because we needed it we got to travel we got to hang out with family hopefully everyone out there got to do the same thing all right so 2023 had some good movies and 2024 we're gonna keep watching good movies. Good night, everyone. Good night. Happy New Year.